0: Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change.
1: From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Recently, we welcomed Austin Toy to the staff as a producer and podcast manager So today he'll tell us all about podcasts and how his family of storytellers prepared him for a career that offers listeners a new range of audio experiences. Austin, we're excited to have you here because you know a lot about podcasts. What is a podcast?
0: Well, a podcast is basically just a radio program that's been packaged and put online so you can consume it whenever you want to, when it's convenient. It's all about getting something on demand. And a podcast you can listen to on your drive or when you're doing housework. It's a perfect thing and you don't have to live by the radio schedule.
1: You are currently working on two podcasts. What are they?
0: They are Speaking Globally and The Double Dome.
1: The Double Dome, of course, with Sorrell College of Business at Troy University. The Dean, Judson Edwards, speaking globally. Major General
0: Walter Gavan.
1: What do you think podcasts bring to people of these days? Why are they becoming so popular?
0: They give you a, a more personalized way to consume your audio media, so you can, you can pick out whatever you like and listen whenever you like. Tell me about your background and what led you in this direction. Well, my background is all about storytelling. I did StoryCorps with my dad back in 2015. I had him recount some family history. And uh, I did my undergraduate work in uh, English literature and creative writing. So storytelling is just what I'm all about. You actually come from a very artistic family. That's right. My dad is a folk artist, and all of his paintings tell a story. That's his thing, too. Lots of uh, about his life in rural Tennessee. Your sister? She's working on a, a novel. It's a fantasy, and I'm supposed to be reading it right now and giving her notes. I'm a little behind where I need to be. And you yourself have done some writing. I have, yes. I did a uh, thesis for my undergraduate degree about Southern Gothic literature, and the whole premise of it was, can you write Southern Gothic lit set in the modern day? And so I tried my hand at writing a couple of stories uh, to varying levels of success, but in that genre.
1: What attracted you to public radio?
0: Public radio, I think when you listen, you get a more nuanced take. People are generally more level-headed. But the main thing I like is they let the experts be the experts. They don't ask a question and then interrupt someone halfway through when they're talking about... They let the experts be the experts on the things that they are experts on.
1: Radio itself has come back into popularity. What do you see the role of radio
0: these days? I think there will always be a role for radio as long as people are doing tasks that involve their hands, you know, housework or driving. But certainly audio storytelling as a whole, whether it be podcasts or broadcast radio, definitely still has a place.
1: Were you surprised when you learned about the Moth Radio Hour and its
0: popularity? I wasn't surprised that it was popular. It's a great show. It has great atmosphere. It's almost a little bit creepy, isn't it?
1: Talk to us about podcasts and the purposes they serve for audiences of all ages.
0: Yeah, that's the best thing about podcasts is you can they're tailored to you because you, you choose. So if you're a parent who needs something to play for your kids on a long drive, you can get a podcast for it. Or if you want to listen to scary stories or mythology, I love the, the podcast Lore. That's one of my favorites. It's all about mythology and folklore. Uh, You can pull that up, or if you need to listen to something like with advice, like something about mental health or getting motivated, everything under the sun, there's a podcast for that. I think public television, you know, they run the game on children's TV programming, but public radio doesn't have a whole lot going on in terms of children's programming, and so maybe there's room for a children's podcast. So,
1: Austin, talking about producing a podcast, what do you want it to sound like?
0: Oh, it depends. You can have a scripted podcast or you can have a podcast that's more conversational. And one of the keys with a conversational podcast is something I did with one that I made recently is you can ask your interviewees, even if you're interviewing them at different times, you can ask them the same questions and you get their responses and you can cut those responses and stack them up right after each other. So if someone says, well, this can only be done this way, they have a really strong opinion. And then you bring in that clip from the next guest who says, well, I would do it like this. And it, it gives the illusion that there's a story here, there's a back and forth, there's a conversation going on.
1: So it sounds like what you're aiming for is for the podcast host or the podcast guest to be talking directly to the listeners. That's right. When you were studying all of this and preparing to get into radio podcasting, I'm sure you're aware that way back there in the 20th century, we had radio dramas, audio dramas. Are we going back to that?
0: I've heard some great uh, dramatized podcasts that uh, are really entertaining Let me ask you about how you do a podcast. You're a producer and
1: podcast manager here at Troy Public Radio. How do you go about doing it?
0: Well, the first thing you need to do is have a plan, and then the second thing you need to do is be prepared to rewrite that plan over and over and over again. The most important thing is to be adaptable, because whenever I've made a podcast plan, it, it always gets totally turned upside down by the time I'm actually making the podcast. So the first step is planning, researching. Then you have to find guests if you're going to have a, an interview-based podcast. And then you've got to conduct the interviews and then edit the interviews, and that's a whole nother story is uh, the editing. And that's where it really comes to life. You
1: seem to be saying that this is a lot more complex than you would first imagine.
0: That's absolutely right. I heard someone said starting a podcast today is the equivalent of starting a band 20 or 30 years ago because everyone wants to jump in and do it. Everyone thinks, oh, I can do that. That's easy. It'll be fun. And, you know, one practice later, uh, they've given up. As a producer, who makes a good
1: podcast guest or host what characteristics are you looking for?
0: You want someone who is charismatic, who is a good storyteller, that's always good and they just need to be enthusiastic and happy to be there. The worst thing is when you've got someone there who, who doesn't want to be there they're counting down the minutes until lunch till they can leave. Or they talking in a monotone? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Yes, someone who's not interested and they yeah
1: you know it is interesting how emotions translate.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like, one thing I've always noticed is, I hear this in songs, but you hear it on radio, too, is you can hear when someone is smiling. And it's a really subtle thing, but it comes across. So, like, if I say this like this, you can hear that I'm smiling. It's a powerful effect.
1: Going back to your comments about people think, well, I could do a podcast. Not everyone really can hold that attention.
0: That's right. A podcast, uh, it has to have a lead. It has to have an angle. That's the thing people want to do. Oh, I want to do a podcast on this. Well, what's your angle on it? You know, anyone could say, oh, I want to do a podcast on whatever, getting fit or maybe NBA basketball or or whatever. But what do you bring to the table about this that you can say that no one else can say? Like, what's your angle?
1: Is it hard as a producer to get a podcast host or a podcast guest to realize they're talking directly to the listener? Mm.
0: Yeah, that's an art form. But, yeah, I try to do that when I'm doing interviews for my podcast. You try to just help them open up.
1: You were working with someone who is now on YouTube doing their podcast. Can you tell us who that is, where to find them, and how the listeners can learn how a podcast is done?
0: I was blessed enough to uh, get to interview Adam Ragusia, who is a YouTuber, very popular food science and recipe YouTuber. He used to work in public radio, and it was a great experience. I learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot from his videos. He has a podcast now. He just started it. I I assume it's called the Adam Ragusia Podcast. So finally, what is your goal about listenership? Oh, well, we want to raise our listenership, of course. Both broadcast radio and podcasts, downloads and streams. So by
1: offering the listeners this world of podcasting, this is your role. That's right. We can give the people what they want on demand when they want it. Austin, in conclusion, I want to thank you for bringing your expertise in podcasting and podcast producing to Troy Public Radio because you are helping us move into the future. Thank you. That was Austin Toy, Troy Public Radio's new producer and podcast manager. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is itself a podcast on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public
0: Radio. Support for Troy Public Radio comes from Sunshine Behavioral Medicine providing specialized psychiatric treatments of bipolar disorders and PTSD. More information at sunshine2000.com.